Welcome to the Divorce Dad Diaries, episode 2. I'm not a number, I'm a free man. And I'm your host, Stéphane Jutra. Welcome everyone. This week for episode 2, I was thinking about a few ideas, a few uh, topics that I could bring up as my episode 2. The episode that came out last week was really, I would say, kind of an introduction of who I am and why and the when and you know, everything to put kind of my story in perspective. So this time uh, on episode two, I wanted to do something maybe a bit different from the rest of the, the episodes. So I kind of started uh, putting down topics I wanted to talk about during the season. A lot of great ideas, a lot of uh, interviews and, and different, different topics related to being uh, a single dad, a divorced dad, really focusing on this aspect of the divorce and the relationship and the marriage. I think one of the main questions that often come out of all this, one of the feeling, at least that I got at one point, you know, you go through this whole thing, even through the marriage, you wonder, it's like, am I the only one that this is happening to? And you look around and everybody's kind of looking happy. Everybody, nobody seems to have any problems. <laughs> and uh, and I have to say that this one thing I, I realized after, after all this, and once I kind of came out, well, came out, it's a big word, but when I started to tell people that I was separated and going through a divorce, I kind of realized that, yeah, a lot of the people, a lot of my friends, a lot of people around me actually had problems in their marriage. And everybody's kind of keeping that secret or not talking about it. Well, at least the guys, because obviously I was hanging out with the guys and uh, the husbands. So really between guys, nobody talks about it. And if I have to pick something that really, really surprised me with that when I first kind of came out uh, with my story and, and told people that I was getting a divorce is people looking at me and kind of being a bit relief and everybody started opening up automatically and they wanted to tell me their stories too. And I realized that, you know what, you know, I'm not really alone in there and, and other people also have like struggles and problems and going, a lot of, of my friends were going through the same thing I didn't even know. So uh, it was really an eye-opener. And the uh, people that I thought, oh, those guys have the perfect marriage and they really like go so well together and they look so happy and they have kids, they have everything they want. And, you know, I wish I was like them. When, again, I first told them about the separation and divorce, they basically opened up with their story and told me that it wasn't going that well and everything was kind of kept, I wouldn't say secret, but kind of nobody none of the dads or none of the husbands talked about it or wanted to talk about it. And I can maybe understand a little bit. I mean, my feeling, and I guess the feeling at the beginning is you you feel maybe a bit ashamed of that. It's like, why was I not able to make my marriage work? And why did I have to go through a divorce and separation? Did I really kind of let my guards down? Maybe I didn't invest enough time. Maybe I didn't work hard enough on it or... So you start asking a lot of questions and again, it's a bit, I wouldn't say taboo, but at least between guys, it's not something you talk much about until I guess when it gets there. So that was my story. So when I was talking with my friends, I mean, I would say probably like 75%, like three out of four of my friends will come out with a story or something that they're not happy in their relationship and it's really not going that well. And again, they were so relieved that I was bringing up the topic and that was talk about it and so that they could tell me their size of the story too so i think that's a feeling i had like from the beginning is really kind of feeling alone with everything that was happening to me and pretty much alone during my marriage too when there was problems or things that wasn't working that well 
I always thought it was only me and you know it was kind of a bit of a shame a shame to talk about it with uh, with the other guys again nobody brought it up so so who am I to bring that up and you know go for a beer and uh, start talking about those things so so it was kind of interesting that yeah it was still a bit uh, taboo I guess I would say for guys to talk about about the topic and especially like about how you feel I mean obviously once you go through a divorce and things come out I mean I'll talk for a bit more about my story but it took a little while for me to kind of open up and tell the general public and everyone and friends and families that I was getting divorced. I mean, it took a while before between the fact the time where the decision was made and the time that, you know, I, I told the people I knew. Obviously, the family were the first ones that I told that I was getting divorced. But friends, it took a while. I mean, again, how do you do it? How do you announce that? How do you talk about that? It's all something I was wondering. I mean, how, you know, if I go for a beer with some friends and we're start talking about football and stuff, how do I bring it up? Hey, by the way, uh, yeah, I'm getting a divorce. Uh, or by the way, I'm separated. Or by the way, I'm having problems with my marriage and stuff like that. So so there was never any, I find any, any good way to bring it up. So, yeah. So for me, it kind of came out, I guess, depending on the friends. Some friends, I mean, there was a period of probably months between coming out telling people telling my friends uh, about it up to like most of my friends knowing about it it took a little while because i was kind of going one-on-one it's not something i broadcasted obviously on facebook or anywhere there uh, i was really going kind of a one-on-one and when i was going for for dinner or lunch or whatever with some other friend i would mention it and like i said it's that's when it came out so so it was something that really surprised me and, uh, really an eye-opener and you know, as much, I guess, ashamed and thinking I was the only one in that situation. After I opened up, I realized that there was a lot of people in the same situation and it's a common thing. And I guess part of the podcast and part of what I want to do in this is kind of uh, talk about those things. One of the episodes I like to do is talk about that with a woman and with a man and see the difference. And I think it will be pretty obvious. I mean, women are more open on with their emotions and they talk to their friends about everything. So in my view, again, without talking to anyone in detail yet, I would think that, uh, you know, the women will come out pretty straightforward right away. And they probably know about the problems, their relationships uh, pretty early as well. So it's not something that they're ashamed and maybe share right away, as opposed to men where we keep everything inside and again when we're face against the wall or we don't have a choice we start talking about it and basically yeah kind of opening up to uh, to everyone so yeah so that i think that would be interesting to talk about but but that was at least the way i felt so on that topic one thing i always ask myself was as much as we all think that our story is unique and we're the only one that that this is happening to and we have it the worst ever and things like that Again, kind of realize that often it's not the case, but again, at that point, you think that it is. So, I mean, what I start asking myself really is really how common is my story? Even, you know, I was feeling alone in there and at the time I was looking for resources a little bit to see and try to compare and that maybe feel better, but at least have tricks and see how to deal with it uh, maybe a bit better than, than I did. So I started looking, you know, a bit around and to, and again, I didn't find much out there. So the reason for this podcast. So what I did this week is, you know what? I mean, now that I've been through it and I know I'm not alone, <laughs> I started doing a bit of research. So I went on the internet, Google, I went on Reddit, a lot of the Reddit groups there. There's someone divorced, divorced dad, there's someone single dad. There's, so when I started reading stories and 
And I realized that there's a lot of dad and men out there obviously going to divorce, but having similar stories or stories that are close and some stories that are actually a lot worse and some that are, again, in perspective, maybe easier. Is there an easy divorce and a harder divorce? I don't know. So yeah, so I started going around and looking at that and basically I found some interesting website where there were statistics and I know I don't want to be uh, again one of those podcasts or at least an episode full of numbers and talking about like statistics for this for that but what I found were quite interesting a bit eye-opening as well and I didn't know about them so I thought to myself you know me being a geek loving numbers and so I said you know what I'll focus maybe my episode two before kind of going deeper in all my stories in general maybe to kind of look at uh, what's happening out there? What does it look like? How, you know, statistically, where do I fall basically? And that's one thing I was interested in. It's really, am I part of the majority is, and like I said before, is my story common or, so I started digging down and I found a couple of websites that were really, really interesting. So I'll go through a few stats and a few numbers and some funny ones and some less funny ones, I guess, just to see how it goes. Again, I found a couple of websites that I'll put in the show notes and I'll mention there. There's uh, obviously statistics. I live in Canada, so things are a bit different. Canada and U.S., a lot of the statistics are there based on the U.S., and which is kind of normal. There's a lot more people than here. And I found statistics for both, but uh, just as an FYI, I mean, statistics are very similar. They're close, at least. It's just really to give an idea. So really, like if I look at, you know, the first question that comes up, what's the percentage of divorce in the United States and in Canada? From the statistic I found, the researchers actually estimate that about 41% of all first marriages end in divorce. So 41%. That's in the U.S. In Canada, uh, it's closer to about 38%. So as you see, there's a few percentage less in Canada, but it's actually very similar, which is not surprising. Also, the interesting fact is uh, that's for a first marriage, but there's also statistics on second and third marriage. So surprisingly, and again, it affects me as well, <laughs> being a dad, I'm not saying I would get married or not get married later, but it's kind of interesting to know that 60% of the second marriage is actually ending divorce, 60%. So more than half the people that were divorced first actually get divorced again. You know, I was a bit curious about that. And if I go even the third marriage, actually the percentage of people getting divorced or their, their marriage ending in a divorce goes up to 72%. So, I mean, three people out of four that decides to get married a third time basically ends up in a divorce. Why? Why, why is that way? And, and I think the obvious answers, and I guess it confirmed by reading a bit, is I think once you went through a divorce, it's a bit less of an unknown. So I guess it's... <laughs> I don't know if I should say that, but I would say easier the second time or the third time. But definitely, you know, once you make this first step and when you first got divorced, on your first divorce, everything is new and everything is unknown and you don't know where you're going. So by the second and third time, I guess, like everything else, when you practice a sport or whatever, you get better at it or worse at it. So in this case, again, it's something you know more and more. And the second time and the third time, you less to deal with being unhappy and since you went through it it's an option that comes up quicker so kind of a bit surprising on that front so another uh, stats that were interesting and if i compare myself i'm 47 years old so i got separated uh, three a bit more than three years ago so let's say i'll be 44 
And so I was looking at the also in stats, like what's the average age of people that get divorced? So I was curious, when do they get divorced and when do they get married? So if I look at the stats there, the average age a person gets married, first of all, and those stats are for 2018, if I'm not mistaken, yes. The average age a person gets married is 27.6 years for women and 30.2 years for men. So I would say men and women, they in average kind of get married around, you know, late 20s, basically. So that's when the marriage starts. And uh, this has increased also over a year. Again, something that was very interesting that I was reading about those stats is, like I said, the age actually goes later and later. If I look at my parents, I mean, my parents got married. My dad was 19 and my mom was 20. So even my dad needed to have uh, his parents sign for him to get married. So at the time we were getting married uh, early and having kids not long after. And so you had a full life living together. And that's why I was saying my parents been together pretty much almost 50, 50 years. Now, if people get married around like, you know, in their 20s, like 27 or 30 years old, I guess the length of marriage is, uh, if there's no divorce, is a lot shorter, obviously. So it's getting later and later. The interesting part is basically the average age of people at the time of the divorce is for women is 41.9 years old. And for men, it's 44.5. So the funny thing, if I compare myself again, I got divorced officially this year was 47, but really separation was around 44. I'm actually dead in the middle of, uh, of that time of the statistics. So I guess I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm a good uh, sample from those statistics. So, uh, yeah, so 45 years old about. So we look at the age of getting married, the age that we get divorced and the percentage of divorces. I think that the other statistics that's very interesting is what's the length, the average length of a marriage. So I was married almost 20 years, 19 years when I started reading about what's the average length and it came out about eight years. So actually a marriage these days is about lasts about eight years which was, I thought, very, very surprising and very, very low until I started reading. Like I said before, I, I went on Reddit to kind of read some of the stories on the divorce feeds and stuff like that. And I noticed that, I mean, a lot of the people that are getting divorced is definitely below 10 years. And I was really surprised. I don't, I didn't see often people being married for 20 years or 15 years, even getting divorced. A lot of, a lot of them, I would say it was 10 years and less. So I don't know. I, people and kids and everybody getting less patient nowadays i guess it will make sense i mean a lot of things change and we're less patient and we you know it's all about instant gratification and and having what we want right now so i guess that would probably make sense but again it was surprising eight years very surprising so those are kind of main stats that i looked at i found interesting and again i want to compare myself and i realized again age-wise i kind of fit in there but the length definitely a lot longer than than the average at the moment. So so that was yeah that wasn't that was pretty interesting. There's also another interesting stat is again I was wondering I mean uh, in you know the, uh, during the marriage who would actually file for divorce? I wouldn't say first, but <laughs> I, I was wondering who usually files for divorce: the man, the woman. And again, there was a stat on that one, which also was kind of surprising. And that, again, I don't have explanations at the moment, but apparently wives are really the ones that most often file for divorce. So 66% of the time, on average, it's the woman that files for divorce. 
they even some years it went up to even 75%. But average wise is about 66%. So that's that's quite high. I don't know why I'm surprised about it, but I would have thought it would be maybe 50-50 or or maybe even maybe even a bit more men, but at the same time again like we said, you know, men seems if I look at my friends for example and the discussion I had a lot of my friends actually actually it's the women that decided to get a divorce on that front so i guess that goes with that as well and i guess again it probably that went up and it probably goes as well that over the years obviously women having careers and everything else and it's not like the, the old days where uh, women would stay home and just clean cook and and do all these things so now a lot of times i mean women are out and working they have a career and sometimes I mean, women even might make even more than the, the men in some relationship. And so, and there's a lot more uh, uh, men staying at home and taking care of the kids and the house and doing the cooking as well, more and more. So yeah, it would be interesting why wives are really the most often to file for divorce. But again, if, if I look at my friends and people I know, and I think men, and maybe again, something I'll generalize, but men are used to, to settle or to just go with the flow. I know, I know a lot of men that, you know, it's their nature to just kind of go and as long as things are taken care of and even if they're not happy, they still will go with the flow and it's kind of a secure thing and no, no, nothing will be done on that front. But I'm curious and actually I'm curious to know if you guys have any comments or if you guys would have any idea why or some of the reason why you think that it's actually the wives that are the ones that file for divorce the most. Also another interesting stat. When do you usually get divorced or file for divorce? <laughs> I mean, in my case, it was, it was, it was, it was uh, basically, I would say in July, so it was the summer, but apparently uh, January is considered the divorce month. The reason for that, I guess, is people will start looking for information before the new year starts. Apparently, apparently, statistically again, magic weeks that they call for filing for divorce is January 12 to 16. So. So the other topic, I think people ask me sometimes, why did I get divorced? And uh, obviously there's, I don't think one reason, uh, just one main reason why it's really a kind of a bunch of reasons altogether that go through that over the years, I think, in my opinion. They decided to ask people like, what was uh, the common reason for divorce as well for the couples? So again, during that survey, the, the results that they gave, and it's kind of in order of the most to the least, I guess the number one reason that comes out is the lack of commitment. So for 73%, so 73% of lack of commitment, which I can understand. I mean, again, people that know me, and I'll probably spend a whole episode on that one, but people that know me, they know that the reason or the thing that really gets to me and I think kind of summarizes well why maybe my marriage didn't go that well and a lot of marriages don't go that well and only marriages but relationship in general is the taking for granted. So when you take the other one for granted, in my opinion, that's basically the main reason probably for a lot of the relationship marriage why people decide to get divorced or separated. And again, I don't want to talk about this in detail right now, but yeah, it's something that really, really uh, close to my heart and definitely will be uh, spending a lot of more time on that. So, so we'll talk about the lack of commitment here. If you go back to the statistics uh, there, uh, 72%, you're in a relationship and you take the other one for granted. You kind of just go with the flow and you're not really pushed to do anything or to commit to anything because 
you know, it just goes and and uh, you're there and the wife is there, the husband is there, so there's no need for that, for any commitment for anything. I mean, and that's an issue on that front. The second one is argue too much, 56%. So obviously, again, all those I think are connected. It's not just one. But obviously, if you argue most of the time, it's really a sign that something is not, is not going right. And if, again, it's always the same argument over and over again and nothing ever gets resolved, that's where there's a problem. So arguing too much is 56%. The third one is uh, actually infidelity. That goes to 55%, which, yeah, it's actually pretty high, I would say. So more than half the divorces are caused by infidelity. So that's kind of interesting. I'm just curious to know if that's kind of going down more or up or versus, uh, you know, lack of commitment and all the other reason. Uh, married too young, 46%. That too, married too young. It's funny because... I mean, divorce rate is going up, but people are getting married later and later. So I don't know if that plays, but definitely it's it's a reason. I mean, I, so I got married, I was 28 years old. And is it too young? Is it too old? Uh, in my case, I was lucky enough that I enjoy my time before. I did some traveling as well and, uh, with my job. And so I kind of enjoy life a little bit before. So it wasn't getting married straight up and just getting a relationship and having kids. But again, I think people, a lot of people marry young and they don't have time to enjoy life as much and get experience. And after a while, it comes back to you and you realize that, oh, yeah, I kind of missed on this. I kind of missed on that. And I want to do this and that. So uh the next one is unrealistic expectations. So 45%. Everybody has expectation in their relationship. Uh, expectations toward, I don't know, your husband, your wife, or your kids, your friends. Sometimes unrealistic expectation. You know, I, I know a lot of my friends, they marry someone and they expect that they'll change. So it's like, ah, oh, it's okay for now. It doesn't matter. It'll change with time. Oh, I'll make it change. Or So the expectation from the beginning is is wrong <laughs> that's the problem you go in the relation and you realize that it's not as easy as you thought and and basically you want to change the other person the other person wants to change you and you expect that person to do to do this and that and and at the end of the day the person you marry is is not really the person that you have in front of you the person you end up marrying in your head actually is the is the person with all the expectations that you had about them and after a while you realize that you know it was pretty much in your head and it's now how it's happening you end up being a little bit uh, deceived i guess on on that the other one lack of equality in the relationship 44 uh, percent. i don't know if it's still the case but uh, i'm pretty sure it is too it is still the case of who stays home and again i said before there's more dad than mom that stays home and things like that but the equality in the relationship and again what's equal really does it mean that someone like stays home and the other one works that's not equal i think at the end of the day and if i take my example i know that initially when we decided to have kids we had a discussion about how do we do that once we got the kids so someone definitely has to work and someone has to stay at home with the kid at first but we had some discussion about what we both wanted to do like it was clear in my case that my wife wanted to stay home with the kids which I agreed it was a good thing instead of having babysitters. Obviously, I would prefer my kids to be with their mom instead of strangers. And if, so she was really willing to stay home on that front. But at the same time, I had to work. And now that was my role. Because I was working and, and because someone is working and the other person is staying at home, does that mean that's not equal? 
that would be an interesting discussion because I mean, what's really the quality? Because in my mind, the mother staying at home is definitely as important as the dad going to work and vice versa. I mean, you need someone, someone has to work to bring the money in to pay for the kids, the house and everything else. And someone has to stay with the kids. But again, nowadays, even that is an option. I mean, and the option is always on the table. I mean, both parents can work and, and kids are put in daycare and from a young age. I don't know, is that good? Is that bad? In our case, our kids stayed home and they went to day, kind of daycare as late as they could, even before going to kindergarten. But at the same time, I have, again, people I know and friends that basically stayed off, uh, stayed with their kids for three months and after they went back to work and, and the kids were in daycare. I don't know, it's another perspective. They start making friends, they're a bit more social and both uh, parents can pursue a career at the same time. And I know there's a bit of guilt that gets in and and uh, when the two parents work because you feel like maybe you don't give all your attention at the time you should to your kids. But at the same time, it's something, again, that's been done more and more now and accepted and everything else and definitely an option on the table. So the next one, uh, the lack of preparation for marriage, 41%. That one, I'm not too sure. I mean, I'm not sure what they mean about that one. Was I ready when I got married? I think that's a good question. Yeah, I think it's something I didn't think much about it. But now if I look back, when I decided, when we decided to get married, because obviously it takes two, were we ready to get married? Like I mentioned before, we had, you know, we didn't get married too, too young. So, I mean, I didn't feel like I lost any freedom or anything. At the same time, yeah, do you have to start your life and start planning together. And obviously after you get married, the typical, you know, you want to buy a house and you get a family. And at least in my head, I thought those were the normal steps, but uh, I didn't think about people maybe changing and situation uh, happening that make people change. And in my mind, if it was working before, why wouldn't it work that way? After we got married, over the years, I realized that I guess we change. And sometimes, sadly, you kind of realize that you go in two different directions. And yeah, I think that's what kind of happened on my side. You sit down one day and you realize, hmm, we don't want the same thing. We're not going the same way. We're not uh, thinking the same ways. And, and that's that's what makes it kind of hard on that front. So so that could be part of the readiness of uh, being ready to get married. And you know what? Now I think of it, that could be a great podcast episode about the readiness of being married and if that would change if people get divorced or not. So how and when are you ready? when you can tell yourself yeah now i'm ready enough to to make the jump and the last one at least on the list i'm sure there's a i think there's a bunch of other ones but the domestic violence or abuse so there's 25 percent of the divorce which are because of domestic violence or abuse which in my mind is super high basically one person out of four that gets a divorce because of domestic violence or abuse. And, but again, uh, when we talk about abuse can be not only physical abuse, but it can be verbal abuse, psychological abuse. And so I kind of understand on that front as well, but it's still, still pretty high on that. Okay. Now there's also a couple of stats on where you met. So apparently where you meet makes a difference if you, if you'll get a divorce or not, or when you get divorced. So apparently that same study shows that if you met your spouse, in high school or college or grad school, you're basically 41% less likely to get divorced, which is very interesting. <laughs> I have to say, probably if you meet when you're in high school and college, I guess you kind of maybe more committed because you've known each other for so long and uh, 
it's probably the first love and maybe because you don't know better you stay together so but uh, yeah apparently 41 percent less likely and uh, again if i compare well myself we met at work but i have a couple of good friends of mine like there's a friend in particular that their high school sweetheart and they've been married for 20 something years 25 years and there's a couple of people like that too so for some reason there's some truth be behind that so and the other one says the uh, <laughs> so basically the people that met into bars were actually 25 24% more likely to get divorced than expected so if you met your spouse in a bar apparently there's more chances you get divorced well i don't know maybe because more casual and maybe because you know you've known each other less or i don't know kind of weird stat but anyways that's another stat one interesting that one though is the one about kids because i have kids and personally i know that we stayed married longer than we would have been married if we didn't have any kids because obviously when you through marriage and when you decide or when you think about getting separated or getting a divorce uh, at least for me the number one thing was to think about the kids in my mind, I don't want the kids to be too young uh, on that front because it's, again, more difficult on, on them and they don't quite understand what's happening. So uh, so what they say is basically the divorce rate for couples with children uh, is actually as much as 40% lower than for those without children. So if you have kids, you're like 40%, you have 40% less chance to get divorced than if you don't have any kids, which I think, like I said, makes sense. You know, when you're not married, it's just you and your spouse that you have to think about. There's nothing, there's no uh, child support and, uh, you know, whatever you have split in two and that's it. You just go your own way and that's it. But when you have kids, obviously you have like the custody that gets in the picture, the child support and, and everything else. So uh, it's something you do, something you have to put a lot of thought behind before you do it. So, but again, we probably talk about it at some point too, but you know do you stay together for the kids a lot of again that's why probably the percentage uh, is lower if you have kids because people stay just together just for the kids and there's nothing there but it's easier and less complicated so they stay there for the kids so the uh, the other section and talks about uh the divorce to child support and child custody so there's again in there there's interesting statistics actually my son is with me full-time and my daughter is basically 50 50 so yeah so i'm kind of a full-time father at least at least with my son the other stat that really struck me is 90 percent of divorced mothers have custody of their children so there's maybe about just 10 percent i don't i also tried to dig up what's the percentage of dad custody of their kids and what i found obviously varies a bit like depending on the states but i think the average is probably around between 15 to 20 percent of the dads that have custody of their kids so that's, uh, well, obviously quite a difference. I don't know if it's going up or not. Hopefully it does. There's still a big, uh, a big difference between the two. And also, I think it's something that still has some kind of stigma in this society. And I experienced it too as well, being single dad, a divorced dad with my son. And, and a lot of the reaction I get, why isn't my son with his mom? I always get strange looks, especially when I say to women that I'm, you know, my son is with me a full time. There's often a lot of kind of weird look, not understanding. And, and again, there's a bit of, I don't know, call it sexism or not. But, you know, if the kids basically are full time with their mom, nobody will even rise an eyebrow and just say that's normal. But uh, they go with the dad, the kids go with the dad. All of a sudden, it's not right. That's one thing I always told myself why it's not right why can't fathers have the kids full-time or why is it different from being with their mother 
So again, that's probably up open to discussion and probably you guys have a lot of opinions on that. And again, feel free to, to share with me. I experienced, I experienced that firsthand and quite often when I mention it to people. Even there's a little story when my son was at school, that was after we, uh, uh, we separated and my son uh, basically was staying with me full time. So he was at school with his friend. His friend also, I guess his parents were going through a divorce. Uh, so they had a project to do together. The one day my son comes home and he says, yeah, he said, I, I basically, I can't, you know, I'm doing my project by myself. And I was saying, what happened? He said, well, my friend who I was doing the project with is not doing it with me anymore. It's like, why? Well, what, why is he doing it with you anymore? And apparently what happened is, I mean, his friend told his mom, because he was with his mom at the time, that my son was staying full time with me. And the mom basically didn't want her son to play but work or, or hang out with my son because she didn't want her son to basically decide to go with his father only. You know, she decided just to make sure that he doesn't hang out with my son because it was a bad influence because he was uh, living with his dad. And that would give her son ideas of living with his dad, which is not right. I have to say that I was pretty mad at that. And when I got the story from my son, I had to write an email to teacher and obviously complain about that. And and I felt pretty bad because, again, if it was the, op the opposite, nobody was, you know, oh, I'm 100% uh, with my mom. I don't see my father again. Nobody would even raise an eyebrow. But now it's like, oh, yeah, I'm staying with my dad. Oh, no, that's a bad influence. And I don't want my son to think that that's an option or anybody to think that that's an option because it's not. I have to say that uh, I was a bit surprised when that happened. And uh, like I said, when I talk to people around and when I mention, uh, I mention uh, my son, there's always those faces. Some people will say it, some won't, but I always like wonder, oh. So basically, uh, yeah, a few stats that are also kind of interesting was, so we talk about the child support and child custody, but we didn't talk about much about the child support. But the thing that's interesting again based on difference of salaries is there's over 79 percent of mothers that receive a child support like mother having their kids while there's just under 30 percent of fathers that receive one so uh, again that could be explained by even these days sadly there's still inequality uh, with salaries the dad's working and the mom staying home and things like that that, that could explain it but still 30 percent is uh yeah it's pretty low so the i guess one of the next stats, which is kind of interesting, it's a quick one, is apparently if you have a close friend that gets divorced, you are 147% more likely to become divorced as well. And again, I don't know <laughs> if I can confirm that one, but if you guys listen to my trailer, my podcast trailer, so kind of the first, not the first episode, but before the first episode, I mentioned that all this started when I was sitting down with my friends uh, at a restaurant. It was about four or five of us around the table and I was the only one that divorced. Those were close friends. They all divorced and eventually I got divorced. So I don't know. Interesting stat. That too, I'd like to hear your feedback to see if uh, that's the case on your side. One last one, financial effects on the divorce. Obviously divorce has a big effect financially and I'll definitely spend more time talking about that, about my experience. That was something. So, but I was a bit surprised. Again, I'm always surprised with all the stats there, but this one, the average total cost of a divorce in the United States is about $15,000. And even Canada kind of looked and it's it's ar around the same number. They also say that families with children that were not poor before the divorce, they see their income drop as much as 50%. That's pretty scary how this 
gets there. I mean, definitely a divorce, you know, unless you have the two parents working, having very good salaries. And it makes sense as well that you just split up and it goes down 50%, but still. That's kind of the financial effects of divorce on that. So 15K for divorce in average. Uh, mine was above average, way above average, sadly. But uh, yeah, I guess that's how it goes. So I think that that was, that was about it for the statistics. And again, the, the idea for this one was, it was really, I wanted to see where I fit in there. And, and if I was, you know, my story was that unique. I think a lot of things are unique. Like every story is different, obviously. And some are better, some are worse, and some are unique, some are less unique. So yeah, I think that was a good uh, way for at least me to see where I fit in there. So that's, I think that will be it for this week. Just before I go, I guess, I think on this topic, you know, if some of you are really kind of going through a tough time and a bit depressed about how much it cost and how much it costed before and, and all the money that was spent on that front. Uh, some quotes on the most expensive celebrity divorces. And apparently, the Mel and Robin Gibson divorce was uh, $425 million. So I guess, you know, I can't complain too, too much about mine. Yeah, that's it for this week. And I hope you enjoyed uh, the episode. Like I said, it's a bit different. Uh, I decided to put some numbers there and again, compare and discuss a bit about the state of marriage and divorce. So I think that kind of gave a bit of perspective on where, at least for me, where I fit and where everybody fit. That was the idea on that one. So Thank you again for hanging out with me and hopefully uh, you learned some things. And again, please, if you have any question or any comments on the episode, please feel free to email me at thedivorcedaddiaries at gmail.com or you can go on my Facebook group as well, The Divorce Dad Diaries, Twitter, Divorce Diaries, basically pretty much all the platforms. And please, 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 if you like the episode, if you like the podcast, if you don't mind going on iTunes and just maybe leaving a review, uh, if you have a few seconds, writing a few good words, if you can, if not, if you can at least uh, just put a rate on that, five stars. Obviously, would we love to have five stars. So if you have a few seconds to do that, that would be great. That definitely helps uh, making the podcast uh, more popular and reachable to a larger audience. So we really appreciate that. So I hope you have a great uh, week and we'll talk again next week. Thank you and talk to you later.